0: and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence podcast. It has been far too long um, and I can only blame my own, you know, terrible work ethic for that. But, yep, my guest is already nodding. With, um, you know, a pretty big, I guess, few weeks or at least a very big night coming up in Australian football, I thought what better time to make a return. And I've got internet sensation NRLB Rookies host Matt Bunga joining me. How are you, mate?
1: Hello, Ben. I am fantastic. Um, And I want to say, I think your work ethic is fine. You're doing a great job. For for a citizen journalist, it is possible.
0: This is your third appearance?
1: Third sounds right. Might be fourth. I think third, though. I think
0: think it's, yeah, because all uh, football related, Mm. you know, because I wouldn't want to impede on your your primary turf of NRL. I can
1: talk about NRL anytime you want me to.
0: I don't have strong enough takes. My team's too good. Your team is very good. That is true. Um, but yes, obviously, you know, we've had a pretty big a couple of months in football. I did want to start um, before we get into the main thing, which is the Socceroos. Um, mm. You know, because at uh, the end of the EPL season, you were far more heavily invested in it <laughs> than I was, you know, my team yeah. coasting to a pretty comfortable third place. Well, you, I think
1: you were in, I think there was only two games on the final day that had absolutely no ramifications. I think yours was one of them.
0: Yeah, I couldn't even tell who we played actually. Um,
1: Southampton? Does that sound right?
0: I know we won one 0 I know Kennedy played, and you know oh, that's Chelsea legend. Well, you know he's named after Robert F Kennedy, not even JFK. Uh,
1: are
0: you joking? No, his name his oh. name I'm pretty sure is Robert <laughs> Kennedy, and then some Portuguese.
1: Oh well, there you go.
0: I gotta fact check this now, but yes, one of only uh, yeah two meaningless yeah Robert Kennedy Nunez Do Nascimento. There you go.
1: Oh well, Nascimento was Pele's surname, I think. So he's all over the place. Robert F. Pele, um, <laughs> Bobby Pele. <laughs> that's
0: what they. That's what they call him. But yeah. I did want to start with the insanity that was the actual title race. <laughs> You know, it wasn't quite, you know, Aguero level. I, I didn't commit to that. I should have committed to it, you know, but it wasn't quite Aguero levels of 2011. 11-12, yeah. Yeah, 11-12. Um, but there was a period there where Liverpool had won the title until City just, you know, tore shit up.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's kind of funny. Like, I'm probably not the most qualified person you could have on to talk about the title race since I actually... <laughs> was far more invested as a Leeds fan on what was going on at the other end of the ladder. So I was, I was dual screening Leeds versus Brentford and Burnley versus Newcastle. So I think I was one of about a handful of people in Australia that didn't have, you know, the Man City and Liverpool games on, but I caught up with them afterwards, obviously when I was in a great mood, I wanted to consume as much football as I possibly could. So it was crazy. Cause yeah, I think I just checked in at halftime, saw, saw Liverpool were drawing and kind of assumed that they'd just end up winning and then saw that City were losing. And I was like, Oh geez. And I'm like, uh, I think the last I saw the City score before I got locked into the last 20 minutes of like the, lead, the chaos in the Leeds and Burnley games was that Aston Villa were winning 2-0. So for me to go back at the end of the games and see oh, oh, they 3-2. Oh, I wonder if they agree at it. I'm like, oh no, they did it 10 minutes before, but that's fine. They, three goals in 10 minutes and yeah I watched it back the following morning. Um, but yeah, just a crazy day. I mean, I think because when you factor in, I mean, obviously nothing will ever top Aguero right like nothing in terms of the drama of a Premier League game nothing will ever come close no but the fact that we had sort of equal amounts of drama at both ends of the table as well as the sort of I guess although this drama dissipated pretty quickly because Spurs did not Spurs it up and we also had the <laughs> drama of who would get that fourth Champions League spot but I mean Spurs beat Norwich five mil so that was never really in doubt no. son did score a banger what a player he is but um not yeah, nominated for was, player of the year is that right that's that's insane for yeah, um,
0: FIFA player of the year. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Okay. But yeah. So like, I mean, a, a thoroughly enjoyable last day of the year, um, just excitement at both ends of the table, I think. And it, it. I think that's the best part, right? Is because none of it was straightforward. So like first well, Liverpool were losing and yep. then, sorry, I mean, in the games that mattered, <laughs> nothing was really straightforward apart from Spurs winning. Yeah. Cause like first, you know, first Liverpool went behind and then Chelsea went I, I got, and then city went by but I think because of how late Liverpool left their goals, that there wasn't actually any single point where they were first. I think that's right. So no, I don't. Uh, no, because
0: right? no. So Liverpool, when they were drawing, yeah, they they were because Villa were up two 0 on City, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah, but one, they needed to bridge more than a point, didn't they? Because of the point no, against. Well, the, Are you sure? City
0: City won the title by one, so yeah. So, if, if you take City's win away, because they obviously came back to win, so they would be on 90 points. Liverpool with the draw would have been on... Oh, yeah, no, you're
1: right. Sorry. Yeah, but City had the better goal difference. Yeah, yeah, they? yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was no point where... Um, there was no point where Liverpool were winning the title, which is kind of funny when you look at how it played out. Yeah. Um, and I think... I remember listening to a bunch of podcasts the next day and stuff and, like, um, fans saying stuff like they, they were hearing... They were hearing that it was three-two and now it was three-all in the in the city in the city game, and like sections of the fans started cheering that. But yeah, because because not scored to the 84th minute, there was no time in which they were winning, but still the way it played out was insane because you you always kind of thought just well, the, sort of the dynamic of both games, like Wolves have been on the beach for weeks and weeks, right? And obviously yep. Aston Villa, led by Steven Gerrard, he will want them to care and he would have wanted them to pull to win the title. So yep. even when it was one all in the Liverpool game and you still felt that Liverpool were going to win that. Like you still kind of just took for granted that at some point that they would get another goal and they'd win. So because of that, um, I guess it just makes it so intriguing. And then you look at the other end of the table. I mean, Leeds score a goal as Newcastle are getting a penalty in the other game. These, These events happened simultaneously and then Leeds goal gets chalked off for VAR for a marginal offside, correct call, but marginal offside. And as that's happened and Newcastle are lining up the penalty kick, I'm like, if he misses this, this is just about the worst. This is the worst minute of sport I've ever experienced. <laughs> um, but thankfully, Callum Wilson stuck it away for Newcastle. And yeah, they, they largely kept them at arms. Like they probably should have been more than two goals up before. Just like, it was weird. It was like, you know, sometimes you play FIFA and you're, you're just braining some guy, but then all of a sudden a switch flips and like your yeah. players can't pass to each other. And they're just sort of just. Are you, are, you saying, of you. are you saying? Are you saying
0: somehow there was scripting in real life?
1: Yes, I, that's exactly what I'm saying, though, because somehow all of a sudden, like Newcastle could not get the ball out of their own half, and Burnley decided, hey, maybe we shouldn't just park the bus <laughs> in this game. Maybe we should have a fucking crack. And can I swear? You have now. No, it's fine. Okay, well, too late. Um, yeah, maybe we should have a go. And and like they scored one goal through Cornet and then they had a bunch of chances to make it two all. And as this onslaught was happening. Brentford score a goal to make it one-all in the after Leeds got Leeds got a penalty early on in the for, in the second half they were one 0 up playing really well creating chances pretty much against the run of play Brentford get a goal the guy scores Canos hates Leeds we hate him he's a prick <laughs> takes his shirt off in celebration gets a yellow card thirty seconds later snaps Rafinha gets another yellow card and he's off so he scored the equalizer and got sent off uh, in the space of less than a minute and then as that's happened. Another Brentford player has gone down the injury, and they've used all their subs. So Leeds were playing against nine men Brentford whilst drawing one all. and, uh, uh, and I'm thinking, like I'm still thinking, like sh- like we need to score here because the way Burnley are going, they're going to get an equalized. And if both teams get the same result, Leeds go down. Mm. But then somehow, somehow, Burnley didn't score again and and look, as the onslaught was going on, Leeds score a goal in the 92nd or 93rd minute at Brentford to just get the win outright and do it in style and it was just this, you know, this weight that had been hanging on my shoulders for six months just got lifted up and look, I still don't think they should have fired Bielsa but yeah, it was just the way the way it all finished was just just more relief than anything else and it's it's um, wasn't the most enjoyable season, I'll say that much but I think Leeds did steal the most points from losing positions or drawing positions in the last minutes of games, like they had four games where they've won in stoppage time and a bunch of others where they took points in the last couple of minutes as well so no, it's not a it was great start to be
0: the, the best at but i mean
1: no i mean it's exciting but uh yeah it's it's also extremely nerve-wracking um shout out to my wife who i'm sh- i woke up several times celebrating 90 x minute goals uh at like two in the morning all right um we'll get it you have a wife so, yeah sorry big wife guy um yep. but yeah so you know, a thoroughly enjoyable final day now, obviously, because my team didn't get relegated. Uh, Man City, they were, And it sucks for Liverpool, right? Because I think they lost like four or five games in all competitions over the course of the entire season. And obviously, I, I treat the Cups with a little bit more respect than a lot of people do. And I don't like people going, oh, it's they only won the FA Cup and the League Cup. They still won two trophies, and that's a great achievement. But it does kind of suck for them that they had this unbelievable season and ended up not winning either the Champions League or the Premier League. But I think, I don't know how you feel, because, I mean, your team's a lot more successful than mine. It's kind of like a philosophical argument in a lot of ways, where, like, I can look back on this season, and I can be happy, because we didn't get relegated, and we had some great moments. We had a game where we came from 2-0 down away at Wolves. We stole a win. Stoppage time winner against Norwich. Stoppage time winner against Brentford on the final day. All this amazing stuff happened. And it's like, that's kind of enough, right? Whereas, if you go for one of these... Liverpool's or Chelsea's or Man City's or whatever like are you ever really happy because you're always looking at the next competition right and it's never enough like no amount of success will ever satiate these people right and well, so,
0: put put it this way Liverpool won the League Cup and the FA Cup right yeah you know who they beat in both finals Chelsea yeah so I'm yeah. not happy
1: <laughs> no of course not but like what I mean by that is it's like they won the FA Cup right and yeah. The instant reaction was not to be happy. It was, well, we've got two more to go. It's yeah. not, not even a moment to celebrate. It's literally straight into, we've got to go win the league next week and the Champions League the week after that. And it just kind of sucks. It does feel to me like, I, I obviously it's not like, not winning anything is kind of, it's lame, like whatever. Like my team's ceiling is finishing like eighth or 10th in the Premier League. And like, fine. But at the same time it's like i can glean joy from these moments right and i don't actually know if these people that support these teams are capable of doing that anymore because they're so conditioned to winning and because of the internet culture that comes with football especially football but other sports as well but especially football because of the internet culture that comes with it like oh the moment you lose a game you're a fraud or you're a joke or all that other stuff it's like well are you ever going to be happy if you go for one of these teams and i don't know what the answer is and i thankfully i don't have to worry about it like arsenal fans right arsenal right they finish they sign 50 million pound players every off season. They finish in the top five, six, seven, eight teams in the best league in the world every year. They play European football pretty much every year. Their fans are fucking miserable. Their fans (laughs) hate life. They, they, They can't stand the situation that they're in. Whereas if you asked fans of basically any club not named Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, or Arsenal, if they would want to be in those situations, the rest of them would bite your hand off in an instant and it's just like it's crazy like Arsenal have won trophies in the last few years right but like I don't know if their fans have been happy since Arsen Benga won the league in like 2006.
0: Yeah well, I, I can't answer that I think it's well it's it's just partly the way the club is run right I guess financially sort of seeps down into the fans Own expectations because I think like obviously I was only a a little kid when Chelsea were taken over, Um, yeah, Glory Hunter, etc. But I'd imagine, you know, and they were a relatively successful team in the 90s and early 2000s, but not to anywhere near the same level that they are now. But they were still, you know, regularly in European contention. But I can only imagine those first that first year when they got taken over, it was kind of that transition from what you're describing as, you know, like the joy of, you know, being there, like happy to compete and et cetera to, well, okay, fuck us. one well, now there you go. Um, the, the, you know, the, the mindset shifts and it's just the whole football club in general. And it kind of seeps down into that. So from my point of view, as a fan of a quote unquote, bigger team, like I look at this season from Chelsea's perspective and I go like it, the the season was, it was ridiculous. It was so unsettling. Obviously the sanctions I mean, this aside, is a very
1: unique season for you. Yes.
0: Yeah. The sanctions aside, which clearly eventually caught up with the, I think they did all right at the start, but eventually it just caught up with the club and they just folded, um, you know, and it eventually cost us probably our best defender. Mm. Um, but I look at the season and I look at all that and it's kind of a, it, it's like almost a bubble season, like in the same way you look at it because of all these extenuating circumstances. Yeah. They lost two cup finals to the same team, which is bloody annoying. They still won the club world cup. And I mean, that's probably like the most Mickey mouse major trophy you can to, you can get. Cause you know, like the, the winner of the champions league should automatically win that. Even though we didn't last time and won the champions league, we lost two Corinthians in the final. Um, but I still look at this season as somewhat of a lost season, just because of the fact that you know they didn't win a major trophy. They, they they comfortable third. So I get what you're saying. Like it's it's a yeah. If you look at it like in if you just put the stats in front of you, right? Yeah. Without names or context, you just got this team finished third, made two finals, um, won a international trophy, whatever you want to call it.
1: Mm. Good year. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, it's it's like a mathematical quandary, right? Because, and it's the same in other leagues too, but like just using the England example, you've got six teams, if you include Spurs, that expect to win things every year, right? And they, they just all can't, just by definition. There's only three domestic trophies and the Champions League is whatever. Real Madrid win that every other year. So it's like, um, you, yeah, you can have a season where you finish third, you make some finals, you don't win anything, but that won't be enough for anyone that goes for that team. And that's the problem. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird fan culture thing, I guess. I mean, because it doesn't really exist to the same extent in other sports. Like, you know, losing the grand final as a Seattle fan last year sucked. But, you know, I enjoyed the season. Like, we did better than I thought we would, and there were some great moments. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Same thing with the... If the Celtics don't win, I'll still be like, great season, boys. Like, really good stuff. Like, all that. Lamar Jackson's... Lamar Jackson... No, but it's true, though. It's like... But, like, Lamar Jackson MVP season. Like, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but I can still watch that back any day I'm feeling bad and I just want to watch some just want to watch some like highlights of something that I enjoyed and that made me happy like all that stuff sticks with you but it just doesn't really happen to the same extent in football because it's so results oriented at this point and there's people fans that just expect nothing but success every single year so I I think
0: I think also because like and the the main difference between European football anyway and excuse me and those other leagues you know that salary cap doesn't, isn't a thing, right? So there's, I guess not, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like, you're not, uh, you're not burdened by mm. this, the, the limit of the league. Imposed. Yeah. Well, I mean, like
1: there's never a scenario where, okay. Cause I mean, maybe this was true 15, 20 years ago when there was a little bit more parity, but there's maybe not 20, maybe like 30 actually, but there's never a scenario where Chelsea or Manchester city should be rebuilding because of this, because of the lack of salary cap and the fact that they have, you know, so much money. Like that scenario does not exist. There's no world where Chelsea should be finishing 16th in the Premier League one year as they clean out all their old players and get in a bunch of... In fairness, they did
0: win the league in 2015 and then the year after that came 10th. So... Wow. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I know. It was tough. I broke my phone.
1: (laughs) Did you actually? What was the catalyst?
0: I think... I threw it against... I, I was in America and I threw it against the wall and like what was the moment? That oh, got it was just the, it was point? just a random game that we were yeah. losing. But it was like the fourth or fifth in
1: a row that we were uh, losing. Okay, you got to make no. your phone throws count. Like I threw my phone when Billy Cundiff missed that field goal for the Ravens. Like you got you can't do it often.
0: I Well, my teams have rather been so exceptionally bad for most of my life. Yeah, that's never... true. You've not had much of the middle ground. No. I, I,
1: no. Yeah. No. So like all the Detroit teams just stink every year, and the Panthers either stunk and are now really good. So.
0: Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stink. Mm,
1: that's yeah. true. All right. Um, yeah, Premier League, fandom, it's a strange thing. Uh, but great final day. Uh yeah, Forest back up, I think, is awesome. Um, been a very long time since we've seen them in top flight. It is did you watch this game, by the way? Because um the I do feel kind Forest
0: of Forest versus uh, the Hutt- playoff the Huttersfield? versus Huddersfield. Yeah. No, but I like, heard about
1: it. Like Huddersfield had two pretty clear cut penalties and they were just like, nah. Not fair. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I was fam. like, no, nah, don't worry about it don't worry about it it's fine yeah it's very weird because like they were like the first one especially was like really really blatant it's like this seems to be happening a lot lately it happened with um wales ukraine the other day too like i think ukraine probably should have had a penalty in that game and bar was just like no all good we checked it it's fine no, you've, it, you've had enough
0: you've had enough good fortune at like the ukraine yeah you don't, you you, don't, exactly yeah you don't deserve So um this.
1: but yeah obviously who the fuck cares about fulham and bournemouth but quite nice to see nottingham forest back there
0: yeah the 23 years the longest the longest gap for between spells for a Premier yeah, League club. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, obviously, yeah. When was that? 1999?
1: Yeah, they went down just before, like, I started getting into it. So that's um, right.
0: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Fulham, you know, they just trade places with Norwich every year. So we'll see Norwich back next year. Um, and Bournemouth, I mean, yeah, uninspiring. But I, d- I, did, I didn't appreciate uh, Chelsea Youth Product, uh, trademarked. Levi Colwell scoring the own goal that meant Huddersfield yep. did not. Is he a lone
1: or is he gone? Yeah, gone? he's a lone knee. So... Oh, well, That's terrible. Shipping yeah. out to AC Milan, i say.
0: say. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, look, it's a, it's t- it's a tough scene for, you know, mm. like Cobham, but I reckon I'll reckon they'll get through it in the end. Um, and if not, then, yeah, we'll just, we'll Tamori him and get rid of him. Send him to the backwaters of Italy somewhere.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh quick note you did mention it Champions League final. I didn't actually watch the game, but you know, I've seen highlights and I've seen the stats and all that. But the one note I was gonna say was so courtois, pretty good.
1: Mate, he played amazing. Um, you I'm sure you as a Chelsea man, don't want to don't want to give him any kudos whatsoever. But he Fuck was him. yeah, he was great. He was he was really, really good. Liverpool should have won this game. It is bizarre. I watched this whole Champions League run from Real Madrid, right? And People say things like winning culture and all that shit, and it's bullshit nine times out of ten, right? But what they did was just fucking so bizarre because they looked worse than their opponents in basically every single tie that I watched them in. And then they just have ten minutes where Benzema turned it on and they scored three goals. Well, Chelsea
0: were like five minutes away from knocking them out, right?
1: Yes. Uh, and PSG were too. And yeah. um, like they looked worse than their opponent, uh, I, th- I think, in the... No- uh, this is a team, Right. This is a team that lost to Sheriff, if you remember, in in the in the group in, in in back in September or whatever it was. Yeah, like Big sheriff <laughs> these guy. guys were, the, yeah, mate, what a team. But yeah, the, these guys were absolutely nowhere. They only. Like they lost that game, and then they, i think they just like snapped out of it and just won the rest of their games and, and topped their group. But um, I mean, it was a soft group. They had Inter, but then the other two were Sheriff and Shakhtar, so it wasn't like. Well, you exactly say soft group. They lost throw. to
0: Sheriff, so well, exactly you, right. How can you say soft group? Um, the, the powers then, of what
1: country is Sheriff even from? Albania, uh, um, uh, Andorra. Um, ah. But yeah, like should have lost to PSG, should have lost to Chelsea, should have lost to Man City. <laughs> and like, like why? How did any of this happen? It's, it's absolutely remarkable that this happened. Uh, and it's just kind of funny because it, it, we live in this bizarre world now where Real Madrid are no longer like the most villainous club. And when you compare them to places like PSG, Chelsea, and Manchester City, they were the less detestable in all three of those ties. And so <laughs> that alone is just hilarious that we're in this bizarre situation where Real Madrid are the more likable of any, any, any two teams that they are. And yeah, the final, I mean, I mean, it's ended up making more headlines off the field than on the field. Um, and I've still been following that. And it's just the whole thing seems very, very disappointing on the behalf of, on the part of UEFA and the French authorities. But yeah, in yeah. terms of the on-field stuff, um, Real Madrid, you can't, you cannot explain it. You, um, you, you just can't.
0: Does Courtois' performance surpass maybe the greatest goalkeeping performance in a Champions League final in 2012 with Petr Cech against Bayern?
1: that was a pretty great performance saved the penalty made another bunch of blinding saves yeah on a scale of carriers to check it was about a 9 out of 10 carriers i didn't want to well that was, you got to meant... have you got to have you got to have parameters
0: you, yeah you do all right the main thing i wanted to talk about though obviously Socceroos play the uae at 4am 4am right australian eastern standard time tomorrow morning um Oddly enough, before we get into anything else, we're the mm. favourites apparently, and I have not watched UAE's qualifying run at um, all. But it, it just we suck.
1: Yeah, we're not good. But, um, I don't think they're good. Like, I mean, this. So,
0: I, I say, let's be
1: real, right? Let's be real. There's only like, there's like four good teams in Asia, right? Okay, like. Qatar won the Asian Cup a couple of years ago, whatever, and they're just full of Brazilians who they've naturalized, but couldn't play them anyway because they're hosting it. Like, the teams that have already qualified, Iran, Korea, like Japan, Saudi Arabia, they're good, right? No one else is really very good. Uh, and so, I mean, I'm not surprised that we're favorites given that it's on a neutral site and it's just a one-off game. But, yeah, I, I know we've already had a few mates who've, who've funneled some money in on... <laughs> on um on the UAE to win, but yeah, I don't think it matters much, mate. I think regardless of what happens, we lose to Peru next week, which is unfortunate. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like I should no I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. We're, I'm surprised we're favourites to that extent. It's probably what I should have. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, UAE at $5. Um, look, it, <laughs> a win-win bet. If you you win, if we win, great. If UAE wins the money.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's like You look back at the group stage, right? And I mean, the UAE were dog shit. They won three out of 10 games. They were worse than us. They were worse than us. They were like the UAE. They won three out of their 10 games. They scored seven goals across 10 games. They're not a good team. We should beat them tomorrow, but it, it, it probably just doesn't matter, which is Mm -hmm. the unfortunate part. Um, Um Yeah, like they needed a like a late penalty to beat Lebanon. That was one of their wins. They beat Syria and and they beat South Korea on the final day after South Korea had already qualified and didn't play a full strength team. And that was their three wins in the entire campaign. So would I rather play Iraq or Syria? Yes. But I don't think it's I honestly don't think it's that much worse.
0: Um yes, obviously thus brings the the very real danger of yes missing out for the first time. Since 2002. Yes. Um, assuming we we do win against the UAE, like Peru is just going to, what, they're just going to fuck us up?
1: I don't know if they will, right? Uh, but, like, it's not that long ago that we... They, they're obviously better than us. They're a better football team. They're faster. They're, they're, they're faster. They're, they're probably tougher. They're obviously more skilled. Um, and they beat us at the World Cup th- uh, four years ago, which people... Might not remember because we yeah. I think we were already knocked out at that point, but yeah, we played worst, the It was our
0: worst game of the World Cup. That one,
1: I agree with that. Yes, um, but yeah, look, we will go into that game as as underdogs, but yeah, the the defense has just been so bad. At least in previous regimes, like you could just sort of park the bus a little bit, sit back, and maybe just lump it up to Tim Cahill on the counter and try to create something. Right, that was. Look, it's not a perfect game plan, but it was a game plan for a, quite a long time. And we don't have Tim Cahill anymore. So that's a big issue. The, and the other issue is there's just really not anyone in this squad that. I mean, Rogic is the most creative player and he's not playing. So, mm. and we don't really, we still don't know why, just for personal reasons. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's a big, I'm sure it's important to have to miss, you know, to miss out on a game of, of this importance, of this magnitude. But he's negotiating yeah, without, a contract with Sheriff Tiraspol. I'm sure he is. But yeah, it's like a complete lack of creative players going forward. I think I know Graham I was not a huge fan of Denny Genreau, who which who's a guy I really quite like. He's just won promotion with Toulouse in the in the Ligue 2. So he'll be playing in Ligue 1 Uber Eats next year. So that's good for him. Um and I, I think Aiden Hustich, who was of course a part of that Eintracht Frankfurt team that um, you know, won the won the won the what's it called what's it called oh i've, I've muttered this what, what's it called <laughs> the you, europa league the europa league what am i saying yeah who won the europa league right so i was not helping you out there you really weren't um yeah so they've got they've got who stitches probably our now at this point most accomplished player in terms of where he plays his football and he'll obviously start in midfield i know we've already read today that Aaron Moy is going to start um he hasn't played a game of football in like months which is not great but see what happens but yeah he he gets he gets international football he just gets it mate um but this is the problem right like i read today and people who don't like football they're not football people they love nothing more than sticking the knife into football right but like it's i do kind of agree to an extent that there's just not the level of cut through with the soccer is right now that there was five to ten years ago and I don't know why exactly that is like it's not just because of the results. Like you gotta remember, we had to go through the playoffs to which the last World Cup. Like we we left it late in the, the cycle. One of the cycles was that we needed that Josh Kennedy goal against Iraq in like the last game. Like, I can't remember if that was the 2014 cycle or 2018. I'm not I think sure. it was 2014, 2010 or 2014. I think it was in 2018. We, 2018, it was the, we had to beat the, the, the Mike and Mike El Yenak, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So like it's not like we've done it easy ever, really. Like oh like oh six as well. We you know we had to go through the playoffs. So like I think really there was like, been, like one World Cup campaign in our history where we've like qualified comfortably, and that was the 2010 World Cup. I think we topped our qualification group. Yeah. Um, and just like yeah, we did yeah, played eight, one, six, drew two. Japan came second. Away you go. Like, and that was it. And we haven't really had anything like that since like 2014 was hard. We needed, we needed to win in our last game to get second spot ahead of Jordan. As I said, I was, I was there. Yeah. Josh Kennedy, 83rd minute goal. And then playoff run the next time. It's not easy to make a world cup because, you know, we're always going to be in a group with Japan or Korea, one of them. And they're both great teams. So we're always going to be in a group with at least one of those teams. And that makes it hard. And then you've got teams like Iran and Saudi Arabia who are no mugs either. Everyone else kind of sucks. But so once the World Cup expands, I don't think we'll really ever struggle to make it ever again. Like once it, once they, if, I don't know, I haven't looked at the exact numbers, but if it goes to like seven Asian teams in the next cycle, instead of four and a half or five, whatever it is, like, I don't think we'll ever have a problem qualifying again, Ah. but that's a problem for later. Sorry. A a solution for later, I guess. The problem right now we have is that because of a combination of, I guess the A-League sort of falling out of public view and the overall sort of futility around this campaign where they started really well. And then it just kind of fizzled out. People don't care as much. And that kind of does suck because like, I think if the soccer is make the world cup, there'll still be that level of interest that there always is. But yeah, no one's talking about this game tomorrow. No one at all. And I guess the fact that it's at 4am and it's a single playoff game instead of having one here and one there is, is, is the other issue as well. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how you make people care. It did, didn't it? Like, think maybe if we win this game, people might get a bit more fired up for next week's game. But yeah, there's been absolutely no fanfare around this whatsoever, which I think is a shame.
0: Yeah, and I, I think part of that also is just like general fatigue around Arnie. Um, you know, there's a lot of yeah. people. I think there's a lot of people who probably won't admit. I mean,
1: they're this. not they're not fun to watch.
0: No, no, and like people wanted like you would never admit, like you don't want the soccerists to lose, obviously. But there's a fair bit of death writing on this right now, like with, and I feel like it's probably inevitable either way. But Mm. like I watched not the friendly that they just played, um the the round earlier. I forget who it was against. But holy shit, it was just like I was watching it and I'm thinking, do they do they know Tim Cahill's retired? Like Like, dude has not played for them in like five years or four years or whatever. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and like, man, it's, and I, I have on my notes here, like, and you kind of touched on that with the A-League falling out of public view. Like I always compare the A-League to the NBL in the way that both leagues have kind of progressed the last few years. Cause I think they were both in very similar spots in terms of, I guess, you know, they're standing in the public, you know, the Australian public's, um, you know, hierarchy of leagues. And obviously I think soccer is probably still a far more popular sport in its entirety in this country. But you look at both leagues and the NBL on one hand have gone to this global brand. I say global brand, but, you know, Mm. they've got this exposure and they get guys like Lamello Ball, et cetera. And, you know, it becomes a thing. Whereas the A-League, it's now hidden behind... You know, a streaming service that no one really wants. Like, I've got it only because I stupidly bought it to like the trial to watch an A League game, and then they yep. cancelled it, so they've got my money. And out
1: apparently, it's garbage, right? Like, apparently, the service itself is not very good. Oh, it's not Outbreaks during play and stuff, and it's like, what yeah, is no, on?
0: it's it's pretty like, and the, you can tell like you know, the comment, like the sound of the commentary just sounds, it sounds like they're in a hub, even though I don't even know, I don't even think they're not. Um, it's just, yeah, it's. Not good. It's it's not a good service. Um. Yeah, we don't. We yeah. don't nothing. Nothing about roger just come out, has it? It's just yeah, personal. No, nothing.
1: Reasons. I I'm sure it will eventually, but yeah, at the moment there's nothing.
0: Um. But also with, with the rest of the squad, and they obviously, I don't think they've had time to parachute anyone in, but, and I obviously don't watch a lot of, A League, but people. Have, oh, sorry, I've watched like two games all year, but. People that I do follow that have watched a lot of A-League have been calling for, you know, th- th- we want our National League to be a genuine pathway to the national team. and You do that by rewarding good performances in the league with national team call-ups, et cetera. And Jason Cummings scored 10 goals in the A-League this season. And I think he came in late as well. I don't think he was there the whole season for Central Coast. But either way, that was tied for third in the league and Mark Birgitte was second in the league in clean sheets, and neither of those guys make the squad. And especially for a team, Birgitte a goalkeeper, so, like, whatever. Right? He's not going to play in front of yeah, Matt Ryan, yeah, regardless. Yeah. I mean,
1: he should be there ahead of Redman, no doubt.
0: Yeah, oh, Redman, yeah. But he's not going to play in front of Matt Ryan. But Cummings, come dog, you know.
1: He should be a, in the team. For a come team that,
0: for, that cannot score goals, it just seems like lunacy that you wouldn't at least take this guy over there. Like... You're willing to—I don't know—different regimes, but you're willing to throw a, a child in Daniel azani in last cycle. Um, you know, after a couple of good A-League games, then this guy puts together a great season. And you're like, yeah, look, mate, it's—it's uh, just—I don't know, man. Not,
1: yeah, I—I I, I would us. say on a, I would say on a personal level, it's definitely the least excited I've been about a qualification campaign. And I know, like, I think a lot of—I think a part of that is. I think a part of that is the, um, I guess the Qatar World Cup is none of us are really feeling great about it, are we? Um, but no, and I, I do think it is. Uh, I do think it is a sort of a cocktail that, um, the A League sort of just not being as important a part of my life as it was a few years ago. Um, yeah. um you know, obviously Leeds being better has made me less, a little bit less invested in in, in a sort of Australian football, which is bad. I shouldn't say that, and I shouldn't feel that way. (laughs) It's true, but he shouldn't say it. No, like legitimately. But like at the same time, I will still get up to watch this game in the morning, and I'm still very invested in it. I was there when they played Japan, you know, whatever, a couple of games ago, like in Sydney. And, you know, I still care, and I still want them to win. And I think, and I've said this before, I think the Socceroos winning a World Cup is the only thing that would mean more to me than like my team's winning the NRL or the Super Bowl, Like the soccer is winning the world cup would mean more to me than anything sporting wise. That's possible, mm. but that will never happen. And that's fine. And just making world cups, this has will always have to be enough for us, but yeah, this, we might be watching this one from the sidelines, which kind of sucks, especially I'm really just not the guitar part, but the Christmas part I'm kind of excited about. Like the, the idea that you can literally be sitting there Christmas tree blinking in the corner, you just watched... Uh, I don't know. You just watched... Uh, what's a Christmas movie you like? I don't know if you're a Christmas movie guy. Uh, Home like Alone. Just, okay, yeah. You, I mean, uh, yeah. You just watched Home Alone. And you're like, oh, I'll chuck the World Cup on now. And there's three games on. And it's going to be great. So I, I, that I, aspect I, of it, I'm excited. I, I
0: do. Because it's it's in a reasonably friendly time zone, right? Like, it's No, it's it's 11...
1: It not? Ele- uh, not really. It's pretty... Qatar's basically European time, dude. It's, oh. um, it's like 11... Five, I think it's like 11 p.m. 2 a.m. and 5 a.m.
0: I mean, yeah, but it'd also be over like the annual leave break for well, for me. I know true. you're you're not a
1: well. I'll probably just try and work as much of it as I can. True,
0: yeah, but like for so, me, I like, probably I'm look- have. I'm looking at it. Oh off. no, I
1: misspoke. I think it. Yeah, so there's some in the group stage. There's games at 9 p.m., which is great. Yeah, because um, yeah, then then but then yeah, from like knockouts onwards, it's 2 a.m., 6 a.m., 2 a.m., 6 a.m., 2 a.m., 6 a.m. So
0: yeah, uh, like. I'm a fan of the the time of the year. It's on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I forget that they're, they're they're pausing the leagues, aren't they? They're just. Oh uh, yeah, they, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a, two um,
1: a, a two a two a.m. final on the nineteenth of December sounds like a lot of fun.
0: That is Christmas shutdown. That's prime Christmas shutdown time.
1: That part um, sounds
0: great. Yeah, it's just going to be odd though, because like I usually have like, admittedly, the the last few World Cups have been coinciding with Penrith being shit. So I haven't really had much to look forward to in the winter of sports. So I've had the World Cup. But I usually like supplement my summer with like cricket and then American yeah. sports. It's actually,
1: like- I will say the first the first two, if the soccerers do make it, their first game is at 6 a.m. Australian time and their second game is at 9 p.m. Australian time, which are both pretty great time zones. Yep. Yep. Uh, and is- then if they, if because usually the third game doesn't mean anything for us, but <laughs> if it does if it does that is unfortunately at 2am but you know we'll make do ben we'll make do
0: i mean look you got to back the boys and oh mate
1: yeah look but that's the thing right like you know the be- like tunisia and denmark are beatable right yeah. they're obviously better teams than us but they're not invincible and I, you know what i think we probably should have got a point against france last time too so uh we did get a point against denmark right so um mm, yeah you know yeah. maybe we beat tunisia Get a draw against Denmark, maybe that'd be enough. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Who's the third team
1: again? France.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's basically the same group. Yeah.
1: Yeah, France and Denmark again, and we And um, Peru. Peru. The <laughs> yeah. ge-
0: oh fuck me! Yeah, I, I I remember watching that France game at um ah oh, shit where it was Car- cargo. It was either cargo or pontoon in Sydney. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, with my mate and because uh. I was getting really annoyed at Luca Hernandez for diving all the time. But then the camera pans to Pavard, the other French fullback. And I was like, holy shit, this guy looks like Linguini from Ratatouille. And that's all I could see from that point on. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Nice. Um, we've covered all that stuff. Uh, that's going to come up in questions in seconds. So i I'll leave that. Ah, yes. The other bit I wanted to touch on. The under 23? Is it 23 or 21. Asia Cup is on right now. Yes. Did you see Alu Qual's Scorpion kick?
1: I sure did. Uh it was awesome. Why um, is he
0: not in the squad?
1: Uh I get him in. That goal should be enough. I don't you don't need to do any other research. Just get him in there. I mean um, well, he's another one, right? He's playing ga- Like he's played games for Stuttgart in the Bundesliga, right? Like not
0: many, but yeah, he, he's he was man. alone at in div two, wasn't he?
1: Or like oh, there was, oh it. was Stuttgart two? Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 it wasn't. Uh, okay, but still, you know, decent pedigree. I know he was all right at the Mariners. I remember seeing him play a few times. Um, Yeah, look, I don't know. It's frustrating. They're they're kind of guys that you want to take chances on, but I guess I guess Graham Arnold's going to play it safe, and he's got his guys, and and it's it like it, what it is.
0: I assume it's his, it's it's his brother, right, Garang, who got like parachuted into the. That all star, which I've been, I did, I didn't, I couldn't like care less about the all stars. was Barcelona. Oh, I
1: didn't watch it. Yeah, but um, I
0: I, I think it's his brother, Garen Uh it Yes, might be. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure. Anyway, okay, good. Plays, yeah. yeah, before, you know, not racist. Um, before, no, no. no. <laughs> before he got um, yeah, he got literally drafted in as like a coach's pick or something. For that all stars game against Barcelona, and it ended up actually being like, yeah, All-Stars. didn't he have
1: that? Didn't he have that mazy run where he nearly scored some amazing goal?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like a well,
1: yeah, like not quite Son versus family. but, but kind of similar, but kind of yeah,
0: similar. yeah, like same. Obviously, Barcelona are on like you know, holiday in Australia, mm. but still, it was kind of sick,
1: yeah. Well, they actually kick off in one minute in their final group stage game, so there you go, there you go. Uh, I shan't be watching. <laughs>
0: is, it? <laughs> where, 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 is it even watchable like what
1: uh i have no idea i'm sure i mean it's in uzbekistan it's i mean it must be being broadcast they had the film from qual scoring like, yeah the so... film
0: and like but yeah no well, no but
1: like yeah but like they can chuck that up on the fucking soccer's facebook page or whatever surely they I don't, won't but i don't they care. could <laughs> they could no nah, they've done stuff like that before mate i'm almost certain of it i don't know doesn't matter the point is they need a draw against Oh, Jordan and yeah, they they need a, a draw against Jordan. To
0: there qualify. you go. Yeah, and I I'm don't know. How, I don't know how Jordan's youth teams go.
1: Um, no, I don't know either. All
0: right, do you have any more soccer takes? Before we got a couple of questions to answer.
1: Um, I just yeah, look, I think regardless of what happens, Graham Arnold's time with the team is coming to an end. I don't know what they should do next. I obviously want them to get Marcelo Bielsa. That's not going to happen. Um, hmm. yeah well uh, a t- yeah
0: well, I was going to, well that's basically question one from jack martin oh great when great models inevitably sacked what's next for the socceroos
1: oh fantastic great question jack um yes look um it's not even just it's not even just the um it's not even just the socceroos it's the whole thing needs a bit of a tune-up but we've got to just you know there was a time where we could get by on just being this nation of like fit dudes who out-efforted everybody else it's just not how it's just <laughs> uh, not how
0: get Dylan Edwards into the soccer room. is effort yeah, legitimately
1: everyone. um but that's just not how it works anymore and but by the same token if there's one man who can get the best out of a group of players whose primary attribute is effort it is Marcelo Bielsa who made you know made gold out of a pretty pedestrian Leeds United team for two and a half three seasons so I mean, that's my dream scenario. It's not going to happen. Do I think they should look internationally? Yes. Do I have any specific opinions on who that should be? Not really, other than Bielsa. But like, it's never going to be Ange again. And look, Ange's tenure as a soccer risk coach was not that good anyway. But I'll give you a little secret. It wasn't. <laughs> so people, people are looking at it through rose tinted glasses because he's doing great things with Celtic, and I think he is a great, he is a much better club manager because he has a lot of time to instill his ideals and the philosophies. I think guys like him don't really work. At no, I mean national level. You need guys who can come in and immediately affect change. And... Yeah,
0: so similar but not the exact same, you know, uh, idea. But we look at again another rugby league crossover. But the state of origin coaching, right? Yes, like the the best club coaches in the land. Wayne Bennett aside. Well, Craig best, Bellamy was a disaster. Well, that's what I'm getting. at, right, the best yeah. club coach. And like Craig Bellamy was is like one of the worst origin coaches in New South Wales history, but one of the best club coaches of all time. Correct. Because in representative sides and origins like three games a year and it's the whole thing lasts like six weeks or whatever it is. Um, so it's a little bit different in that respect, but with representative sides, it's not so much the, the ethos and the, the X's and O's it's just, mm. it's mainly just, you know, how, how good are you in a limited frame of time with the best players at your disposal, that your country can offer. And like we saw it with Arnie, like we've seen it with Ange, like these good club coaches in australia that just get retreaded in to the national team they just don't work um so i mean i have no takes on who the next coach should be but if i wake up one morning and see that it's like oh, i don't know like kevin musket is the next coach of the soccerers i'm gonna flip my shit
1: oh yeah no that would be that would be a disaster um uh, I can't. That's just the first stress. name I could I mean, think
0: of. But yes, it, I mean, would... yeah, I
1: mean, they're doing quite well in Japan. But I just despise him on every level. Well, <laughs> yes.
0: As to as two men with you know strong Sydney FC ties, I could never cheer for a Kevin Musket team. But I mean, like, yeah. Look, I don't know who that dude is. Um, and even because who took us to the World Cup? Uh, Which one? Eighteen. Because that wasn't
1: did, and then he left, and then right. Okay, so I'm thinking. I think think, I'm thinking of Asian
0: Cup then, or whoever it was that um. Yeah, Ange
1: was the manager when we won the Asian Cup, but the last couple of years is when it kind of went to shit. I mean, the Van Marwijk era, like whatever. Well, he literally didn't have an era. He literally coached them to the match. Because Ange left, Ange left like six months before the World Cup, so Van Marwijk literally came. That's that's what I'm talking about. Maybe we just off. need to
0: we just need to hire an Australian coach to get us to the World Cup and then get in a Dutchman just to run us through the
1: Yeah, it worked so well last time.
0: It did famously. <laughs> we we, we should have we should we could have we
1: should have beaten France. I maintain that. At uh, least uh, at we should have at, at least got a draw. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, look, mate, I don't know. You it's just hard. Like you're never gonna get top class international managers to do in national team gigs, especially not national team gigs like Australia on the other side of the world. Like would it be amazing to ever get someone like Arsene Wenger or Jose in? Of course it would, but it's just never, ever going to happen. You so. also look at, like,
0: what, what's the allure of the, like, time zone and, like, yeah, exactly. no, Asia you're right. aside. But, like, like all the geographic stuff aside, like, who's the jewel in the crown? Like, is it Alu Qual, A dude who scored a basketball kick once and then, and like... Yeah. Is,
1: I mean, it's probably Stitch right now, I think. But Yeah, because, like, yeah. Rogic is, well, Rogic is older than people realize Rogic not... is 29 Rogic I will think... be 30 during the world cup is that older, older than, than people, people realize.
0: realize like he's been around
1: i guess i don't think people would have thought he was 30 but um i anyways. thought it was like 28 but it's yes i still thought he yeah. was like the late 20s um but like yeah you look at you look through the team right and all the attackers are getting on like matt like 31 jamie mclaren's about to turn 29 now, Bill is older than people think. He's about, he's 20, he's, he turns 27 in a couple of months. He's older than people realize. That's harsh for um, someone who
0: turns 27 in a couple of months, Well, you? no, it's not. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's not,
1: it's the, he's really only injected himself into the setup in the last couple of years. Jackson Irvine's, um, Jackson Irvine's nearly 30. Um, Like, the only young guys really are guys like, I, I think Craig Goodwin's a fantastic player, but again, he never really went overseas and properly tested himself. He's 32. It's like, Sorry, thirty, comma two, not. Yes, yeah, 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 but um, yeah, like Denny Jonro, Riley McGree,
0: Tilio, I guess. Shit.
1: Marco Tilio is a great talent, but yeah, like, there's not that many, not that many names that fill you with excitement. And
0: like, old's is this uh, Cummings, dude. I, I said Jason Cummings. I'm pretty sure before it's Jamie Cummings.
1: I changed it on the Google Doc. You didn't have to embarrass yourself like that. No, it is, oh, no. Wait,
0: what did I say? I said Jamie. Said it's it Jason. You.
1: Yes, that is what you did. Yeah. I changed it to. Oh, he's, on
0: the dog. Okay, he's nearly twenty-seven too. Yeah. so again, like Trent,
1: yeah, Trent Sainsbury, thirty. Is uh, Trent like Sainsbury all... only thirty? That's the yeah, other that's way. Actually, I mean, that is that's fair, but yeah, like, it's not a squad right now that's bursting with talent or experience. Like and I, I that's was a reading. Yeah,
0: I was reading the squad announcement and I saw again. Don't watch the A League um but i saw uh, jason davidson got his first class since 2015 and i'm thinking holy shit are we at the point now where we're recalling jason davidson well mate we
1: we re, we caught we, we drafted in a 34 year old from uruguay to be the source of all our that, uh, solutions. Is true. that and, is and, true like that didn't work either so like and then i mean yeah, they will daniel, it- daniel arzani is the other one right that, well the, that's what i was gonna say yeah but I mean, he is. I don't even know what he's doing at the moment. So,
0: is he still on the books at Celtic, um, or is he gone?
1: No, no. He he's he was never on the books at Celtic. He was on loan from Man City. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And he and he got injured in his first game for yeah, Celtic, which was yeah. a real shame. Um, according to Wikipedia, he's Lomble. still at Man City, and he's spent last year on loan at Lommel in the Belgian First Division B. 13. That might be a that's an old school that might be an old school football manager uh, work permit thing. <laughs> Loan loan them out to Belgium for a couple of years till they get a work permit.
0: 13 appearances, one goal. Oh, City
1: Football Group owns Lommel. There you go. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Why are they
0: not called but Lommel yeah, he City was,
1: then? He was a guy I was very excited about. And he was a guy that would come on for Australia and you'd actually get excited. You'd be like, Oh, what's what's Daniel well, going? I do?
0: I remember in 2018, you know, well, yeah. yelling yelling at the, the TV or the like. Yeah, you know, why we, are we not starting f- Alzani?
1: Yeah, you wanted him on the field. Like you wanted him on the field. He came on late against France and it was like and he came on as a sub in all three games, I think. But it was like people really wanted him. So I don't did, know what he's doing now. You, he's not in the he's did he not playing against he, Peru. He did not. Um no, okay. and like yeah, people people were very excited about Daniel Lazani. He just got a couple of knocks and yeah, just fell apart. But like maybe yeah. maybe there's still plenty there's still plenty of time for him to come back. I don't know. He's only twenty-three. We're, yeah, no, he's 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 young. So but yeah, like mate, I don't know, it's not the best time. To, it's, it's not a time of optimism for the soccerers. But I think the other thing is we've got to remember, like in hindsight, right? I don't think we realized how good we had it in 2006. Like mm. we had guys, yeah, we had, we had, you know, at the time, Timmy playing for Everton. You had, you know, Viduca and Kuel who spent time at Leeds and Celtic and Liverpool and other big clubs. You had Mark Schwartz playing for Middlesbrough, Brett Everton playing for Blackburn, Bresciano playing for Palmer and other big teams. Like all these dudes. Scott Chipperfield at Basel. Yeah, no, no, good shout. Basel made the Champions League every year, so like you had all these guys, and you look back at that squad, and the the what the, it's like night and day, right? Like we had so many dudes plying their trade in top leagues, top top leagues, and you, you I'm looking at it now, right? This was the list of clubs for our squad: in Middlesbrough, Blackburn, Newcastle, Everton, PSV, Crystal Palace, Blackburn, Wigan, Middlesbrough, Liverpool. Birmingham uh Ante Kovic was at Hammerby but you know he's a third string goalkeeper whatever Grello was at Palmer Chippers was at Basel John Lewis was at Alaves Michael Beachum shout out at the Mariners Archie from the victory but then yeah Zelko's backup for Dieter at Milan um and then yeah uh and Mark Bresciano's at Palmer as well who's Newcastle? Like, Who Newcastle uh Newcastle United at the time that was Craig Moore but uh, Baduka did also go and play for Newcastle at, uh, after that, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. he definitely did. Um, but like, yeah, like that list of players is insane, right? And then you look at the squad now and it's like, well, where are these guys playing? And they're not yeah. playing for, they're not playing for even remotely top teams in, in, in Europe. Like, you know, you got Matty Ryan playing for Sociedad, fantastic. But like, you know, Redders is playing for Sydney FC. He's been a career A league level player. Dejanec's playing in the MLS. I mean, Frank Karacic plays. Where does he play? He plays in like Serie B, I think, Ooh. which is not great. Um, like Bailey Wright's playing for Sunderland in the third tier. I know that has got promoted. Shout out. Aziz Bayic has just continually gone and played for like worse and worse Turkish teams. over The past <laughs> years. Like, the, one, the one he's at now I've genuinely never heard of. He's on but like just keeps going down the list. Trent Sainsbury's playing for some Belgian club I've never heard of. Like, as I said, Denis Genreau, Ligue du, but now he's been promoted, so good on him. One for the teacher, And then Hrustic playing for Eintracht, who had a great run in the Europa League, but they finished 11th in the Bundesliga. So we've gone from, like, having, you know, 10 guys who are playing their trade at the Premier League or Serie A to yeah. our best, play- our most distinguished players being at Celtic, who are great, but two-team league, and a dude who's getting games for the, you know, 11th best team in Germany. Yeah. Um,
0: and <clears throat> is a, a heart's... In the SPL still, or are they league 2?
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. No, they they,
0: they are. I, I admittedly don't know how much time uh, Tasmanian no, no, here or they... Nathaniel Atkinson is playing for them, <laughs> but
1: I I could not tell you. No, they came third or fourth this year, I think.
0: I'll so... look up how many games he's played, but I'm going to guess it's like two.
1: I mean, that's fine. Whatever. The point is, we, d- we don't have a we don't have a murderers no. row players playing in the EPL anymore, and that's half the problem. Oh, 15 and games. I don't know how go you. On. Uh, there you go. But I don't know how you ever get that stuff back right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't think people realized how fortunate we were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I so, mean, yeah. And, oh, and part of that is like part of that is the kids, like, you know, the, the A League going behind, like going out of public interest and, you know, other sports competing, you know, for the talented yeah. juniors like basketball, like rugby league, like cricket, yeah. you know, whatever. Because um, I, I remember distinctly back in 2006, I was a. 10 at the time of the world mm. cup but like everyone was talking about soccer yep. and that's probably like the first time that it ever had really happened like even like kids that didn't really like even the rugby league kids at school and I went to school in like a rugby league area but they like it was like all about the world cup and like it's just they're never going to capture that mm. magic again at least maybe not right. now unless, until we're like 60 again it's just a once oh, in a you, generation you thing yeah
1: you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought so mate you really like like i obviously went in 2014 i've enjoyed every world cup we've ever played in but nothing hits like 20, 06 did. nothing
0: no okay a couple couple more unless you have more takes on that couple more questions no no, that's, no, no. Uh, loz asks which team should get a team dog and why is the answer oh. all of them
1: ah well we nailed it there we go <laughs>
0: Is that Because cl- I answered this directly. I don't know if it was club or country, but I just put France and it'll be called Paul Dogba.
1: <laughs> France also have a player called Terrier. Do they? Yeah, you, you got a tots card in, in FIFA this year, as so you don't know who he is.
0: Well, I, I still like Paul Dogba better.
1: Paul Dogba's fantastic.
0: Um, uh, well, aren't Huddersfield the Terriers? They are, they are, yes. And, well, they could have been in the Premier League if they just played better.
1: Yep, that is a very good point.
0: Uh, And the final question from Mike Wood, a Mm -hmm. British
1: rugby league journalist. Is
0: it worth turning up without Rogic?
1: I mean, he's a huge Celtic fan. It's worth, you need to give context. I I did know that, but I did not mention it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, honestly, he is our most creative player. So it's going to be very, very difficult without him. And I wish he was playing because he's a great player. He, he's
0: out, he's definitely
1: one. out for Peru as well, right? Like he's definitely Yeah, gone. both games. Uh, yeah, yeah, both shit. games. Shit. Yeah, it's not, it's really not good, mate. Where's it's the crazy. where's the friendly I mean, last minute switch? You, like actually he's playing. Oh mate, if like if you have a if you sort of had like a, a, a trio of attacking midfielders and him push and in genre, like that's not actually that bad. The rest of the team's an issue, but that's actually decent and him not being there is... Providing passes
0: for Mitch Duke to slam at the goalkeeper's Uh, legs. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, Jamie McLaren's pretty good, but we'll see what happens. It should have been the come-dog. I agree, but, I mean, look, at least it's not Bruno Fornaroli. Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And on that
0: on that note, I mean, unless you've got anything left, I reckon that's a good place to end it. So No, I had a great
1: chat. Always love Always love talking about other sports. Um, Football. Spend, spend most of my professional and personal life talking about rugby league. So it's always nice to talk about other things. So
0: so do you want to promote yourself before we let you go?
1: Oh, yeah. Boom Rookies podcast. It's pretty good. Um, follow me on Twitter. they Matt Bungard. I'm pretty funny. I don't tweet very much though. I'm, a, I'm not a volume shooter. Um, um, yeah. Uh, read my stuff on Channel 9's website. Uh, or don't. I don't really care. You get paid either way. Yeah, exactly. Both weeks still got paid. Um Celtics <laughs> and six. Uh dubs and six. Um,
0: oh. <laughs> uh, you gotta get an alternative viewpoint. Um, but yes, thank you everyone for listening as usual. Uh follow the podcast on at Beyond T fence on YouTube. Uh YouTube, fuck me, on Twitter. Um You've nailed that. Yeah, oh, I I am terrible at the intros and the outros. Uh I can
1: I can teach you for twenty-five dollars an hour
0: no i literally i don't know if you noticed uh, this we're still on air great radio the for some reason i don't know if zoom's changed since i last used it but the like the meeting limit thing alert came up oh so i'm like oh fuck it i'll just pay for a month just to get through this
1: and then means you gotta do my podcast mate uh, the the ad revenue will pay for that in i mean if we if if we if australia qualify i'm happy to come and do this again next week and it'll be a much more less somber time it'll be
0: yes we'll we'll preemptively booked. maybe we'll even fly because now i've got an unlimited license we'll fly yeah. in our expert from qatar
1: mate yeah he, he's keen he messaged me today about doing one for boom rookies which we might do tomorrow morning like just a little bonus one for our patrons so we'll see what happens yeah.
0: but other than that yeah uh find the podcast on all the platforms and other than that thank you for listening and we'll see you next time